Esports has evolved from its humble beginnings. It's become an enormous industry with hundreds of thousands of young people dreaming of reaching the top. And just like any other traditional sport, to reach the top, you have to optimize your performance. Taking care of your physical and mental health is one of the components to achieve this. At Flytro, we're developing our app to assist players in realizing their potential to become the best player they can be. to the Flytro podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, how's it going, man? I'm good, thank you. How's things with you? Uh, good, just stuck in the house. The, the usual right now, I guess, for a lot of people. Enjoying the lockdown. Yeah, enjoying the playing time, <laughs> as always. <laughs> Are you finding that you're getting more time to play uh, with the lockdown, or has much changed? Well, usually I do play. It's just at my house, so nothing's really changed. I do miss the usually every week just going out, just you know, just to the restaurant or something. So I guess that's the only thing I miss, just going out since everything's on lockdown right now. Yeah, a bit of R&R. Yeah, yeah. We've known each other now for four or five years, I think, since back when you started playing with Dude. Yeah. Yeah, your journey's come a long way since then, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. You were playing for alternate attacks. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. So you transitioned from being mm-hmm. what I'd say is a casual competitive player to becoming a semi-professional alternate attacks. Yeah, I would say with alternate attacks, it was like the first kind of experience of a professional scene of CS. It's not necessarily like a top professional team, but it was like the first experience of this uh, low tier professional level of uh Counter-Strike. Yeah. So that mentality changed a little bit and it became yeah. a bit more serious and spent more time working on things you were getting wrong and uh, just that general environment. Yeah. So uh, mostly when I joined Attex first, it was a big transition because I stopped obviously studying and doing other stuff on the side. So I mainly focused, it was like the first time I focused mainly on Counter-Strike. So I didn't have anything I could bounce off of, of like, you know, keep my mind off CS, you know, go study here or have a lot of free time. I solely focused on Counter-Strike just because like, okay, this is my chance to go professional, make it. So I focused on Counter-Strike a lot. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And you did fairly well in alternate tests, didn't you? You were playing in the, um, in the ESL mice. Is it the Meisterschaft? Meisterschaft. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And you actually won that before you were in alternate tests. Was it, you were in, was it? Yeah. Uh, Panthers, that was it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Did you win it when you were in attacks as well? Yeah, so we won it first time Panthers, and then we won it, I believe, two more times with alternate attacks. Yeah, and just to clarify, the, the ESL Meisterschaft is the German national uh, branch yeah. of ESL, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you were up against teams at the time, like Sprout, which other teams uh, big were in there? This year, big is in it, but we never faced big... They left. I remember, like when we when I first joined MasterChef, they left just because they they didn't think the like the level of the national scene in general was high enough for them. Yeah, so they just about elevated. Yeah, we faced like Sprout, Euronics, uh, uh, just yeah, all the local yeah. drama teams. And that was, I guess, your first experience uh, when you got to the finals playing in a live format on a larger scale. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy the first time. Um, 
just like anything you do, like first time it is crazy, adrenaline rush. Yeah. yeah. Ever since then, getting more comfortable winning the championships and progression. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously you got picked up by OG from Alter yeah. Attacks. How did that happen? So it was the end of this, kind of end, going towards the end of the season where I was in Attacks where I got a message from my former coach, which left Attacks to Sprout and said he gave a good word into NBK because they're trying to build a team, uh, like the OG team. So, but he said, don't like nice. get your hopes up. Just, he just said he gave me a good word, right? So you might hear something. Yeah, like I at the time I did, did like hear they were searching for Opa, and I was never the original like Opa in any team. So I was always thinking like, uh, yeah, probably there, there's a lot of like good experienced Opas they'll probably pick up and not me. So I didn't really think of much of it. Yeah, I guess depending on the type of team that you want to play in, the meta can always change, right? So you might not be mm-hmm. playing Op one time, and you know it's it's nice to have that skill set where you can adapt to any kind of play depending on the weapons you've got and then obviously once you joined og that's when you went fully professional uh salaried Uh all the rest of it so in terms of your health and your approach to gaming now that it became your full-time job tell me what changed in your lifestyle and your approach uh, well, it, the whole approach uh, became more professional for me. So I just looked at everything seriously and rationally. So I looked at all the things that could be affecting my performance. So my, my mental health, my physical health, this, which includes sleeping pattern. Before like OG, even alternate attacks, I was, uh, my sleeping schedule wasn't like perfect. I would say right now I have a good sleep pattern and I have a good schedule where I don't go shy away from the schedule i keep everything uh, precise and this schedule this precision actually helps me stay more focused stay more healthy and yeah prepared when it comes to matches so by having a, a more sort of regimented sleep schedule are you finding that you're playing more consistently yeah because i i don't have any think else to focus on XFCS and then when I have these things covered such as such as having a good sleeping pattern it's all just all beneficial towards me there's yeah yeah there's nothing yeah. do you have a, any kind of regime or are you, are you sort of finishing gaming and, and then going straight to bed or do you like to chill out afterwards yeah so unlike other players because I know this is a different uh, it's quite an individual thing yeah, in the individual thing for me personally, I focus a lot on how I feel, like on my mental health. So after practice, I usually do spend a time chilling out and not stressing my mind a lot and doing just my thing. So either just going to the gym, not too hard, but just, yeah, solely focusing on it. Yeah, I guess if you've come out of a game where you feel like you haven't performed individually or, or even if you've feel like you've performed well but you've been sort of robbed of a win essentially where you could have mm-hmm. played better you know it's we all know that's really frustrating right and yeah. you know that's where the where the rage essentially stems from as we call it in cs mm-hmm. it's quite stressful so i imagine you need that time to wind down regardless of whether you're winning or losing but even more so yeah. when when you've not had a great game mm-hmm. Yeah, so when like big tournaments do come up, obviously I focus even after our practice a little bit individual, but I do not stress that matter. So I don't stress it out. So I need to practice, I need to do this. Because I know this, if I do stress it out, that's just going to be a disadvantage towards me going to the game because I know I will be like overplayed. But it, it comes from an individual thing. So some some people can overplay and that goes to the favor. For me personally, I feel like it doesn't help me. And I, yeah. Yeah. 
I understand you were doing a master's degree as well. Once you yep. joined OG, did you decide to sort of park that to one side and then potentially in the future you can pick that back up or did you continue do, doing the master's degree? So I stopped my master's degree when joined at Autonautics because it was like my first, my chance to go professional and because it was a time where I got introduced to the scene and a lot of people knew me. So I'm like, okay, this is my time to really shine and go full force and see where it takes me. But I always had in the back of my head that I can always come back to this. That's why I finished my, my bachelor's, went on to the master's and I always wanted to have a plan B in case this doesn't work out. Yeah. And I, you were studying biochemistry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that studying that has had any kind of effect on how you approach gaming? Yeah. Uh, so throughout my life, I always studied like biology, chemistry, physics, and like just even philosophy. So I always like studying, just reading about anything, even watching podcasts, anything like that, anything to do with mental health, uh, even physical health, just watching Joe Rogan, for example. I've been watching Joe Rogan for a long, long time. I don't know, five, five or six years. So really? anything to do with with that i think helped me a lot because i always approach everything rationally and think what things can improve me in any way yeah see i was completely unaware of that you were keeping an eye on those things from a an earlier point in your the cs career yeah regarding your your workouts you're obviously going to the gym a little bit and Mm -hmm. what do you like to do at the gym how do you find that what works best for you uh so like at the start of like me going to the gym, I obviously the usual was doing the, the weights and everything like that. But I kind of found those things a little bit boring for me personally. I always like doing things like uh, just push-ups, pull-ups and different variations and stuff like that while running. Even sports, I used to do mixed martial arts, so I used to do Muay Thai. Just things where I'm active, it's not really stale and always do different exercises. So it's something that's constantly changing. It's not the same thing. You're picking up weights, you're doing sets. So something which is kind of interesting. You have a, I would say like a kind of a goal. Keeping your mind going as well. Yeah. So stuff like that. Do you think that going to the gym has affected your ability to play Counter-Strike for long periods of time or increase your focus? Or talk me through how you think that that, has had knock-on effects to your gaming yeah so once you start going to the gym and you have a routine after a couple of weeks you realize that your mind is fresh so you don't over stress going to the gym you know like gym is your only life but uh, take it slowly you realize that your mind is fresh and really focused uh going on to the next days it's not like you wake up uh, you don't go to the gym and you feel not focused you think your head's somewhere else because of gym, because of this health, fitness, you you do feel much better, especially in official games. I realize yeah. that. I found when I was playing competitively, obviously not to the same standard as you were, mm-hmm. I always felt that going to the gym always made me feel a little bit more alert, like my brain was more switched on, and that allows me to focus a bit longer. And also, I found I was getting a better night's sleep, and I think that's because yeah. my, you know I'd exhausted my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you found the professional side of the industry? Now you've been going to events and you're exposed to the sort of elite side of esports. Have you noticed that these are things that lots of players are focused on? You know, is it something that was recommended to you when you joined OG? Talk me through 
that side of what's happened since joining OG. So you mean in terms of uh, health and fitness and stuff like that? How, how has that changed? Yeah. Is it something that other players are also focused on? Was it something that was mentioned to you or advised to you by anyone at OG? Or is it something you've observed other players? I would say mostly it's from the other my other my teammates in the team. So like Valde and Alexi, we usually always go to the gym together. In terms of the OG or as an organization, never really stressed it. We solely more focus on mental aspect of uh, yeah, like in, in professional career. But as a gym, not necessarily. I guess it's what we as teammates picked up. Uh, I know Valde has been a fitness person, a gym person for a long, long time. So that's things we picked up from him, I would say. Yeah. And I think that OG are, you know, heading down the right path with the mental side. I know that they've, yeah, they yeah, themselves yeah. have worked with Mia Stelberg on the sports psychology side of things when they, mm-hmm. I think, uh, at both internationals, uh, but certainly in the last one, they were also working with her. And then yeah. there's obviously the whole mental side of gaming. It isn't just maintaining, you know, calmness when you're playing, right? It's a mm-hmm. wider aspect of, of your day-to-day life and keeping yeah. that attitude uh-huh. that you were talking about earlier on about mental health. What sort of benefits an approach to mental health across your whole sort of day-to-day life do you feel have those benefits within gaming? Yeah, so about mental health, I could spend hours and days talking about it because that's a topic I've been focusing for a long, long time from my career because I realized in the early stages that if your mental aspect is not there, then it doesn't matter how much how much you put into the game because you're just not going to perform. A person with 100 hours past two weeks, but his mind is not there, is not going to perform just because how weak his mind is. So like I realized just from my sister's career, uh, even though I'm at the stage with OG at all levels of Counter-Strike, like whatever team, tier two, semi-pro, everyone is going through these mental problems and confidence problems. Like I thought transitioning from these semi-pro teams into OG, I thought like everyone's going to be uh, like mentally strong, but it is an aspect, super yeah, confident, super strong, but it's a, it's a thing where everyone is trying to improve and you can see even the the best players or the most experienced players are do go through these mental struggles i would say yeah i mean we all have glimpses of players tilting here and there in at live events on the cameras or when they're streaming casually but i guess as a spectator and a fan i just have this impression that a lot of like you say a lot of the players are gonna have that confidence mm-hmm because they're playing at a high standard, they're super confident that they can always make that shot. Yeah. Especially as a, as an AWPA, I feel like you've almost got one of the, the biggest responsibilities in the team uh-huh. in terms of, let's say it's dust two and you've got to hit shots through the mid doors or you've got to be the first to peek yeah. out of long or you know whatever it is, whatever situation where you're going up one-on-one potentially against another uh-huh. role. That was something when I played CS a lot that I never had that confidence and I always sort of shied away from going for those picks because I never had that confidence yeah. that I could actually do it. Do you find that your mental game enables you to have the confidence in game 
Yeah, so with like my confidence, it's like it's a thing I've been outside of gaming always struggling with, and I knew I had this confidence issue. But because I've been focusing on that aspect and really trying to think about it, I can see throughout the years in CS, my confidence in anything that I do, which is interviews or the way I play, has improved tremendously. I could say because like on outside of the gaming, you could say I was always the shy person. I wasn't always the first person, even in school, to like teach ask questions you know you put your hands up and you're one of the first downs i was always the shy guy kind of to the side minding my own thing but yeah in counter-strike like especially this huge pressure like i've been put into og i've been put as this open no one ever heard of me i knew there was going to be a lot of pressure but the way i looked towards it was this is a chance for me and i just convinced myself i'm not gonna let anything bother me to say i'm gonna like this is a chance whatever happens happens i'm gonna have fun with it and because of like an underdog attitude yeah yeah because of this ideology i had especially coming to the first tournament summit it was it was really good because i was having fun i was playing my own game and i didn't look towards anything like towards all the people that were commenting on me i was just looking towards the people that were really close to me so my family friends even the fans in the german scene that knew me and they supported me i was just yeah getting all the support from them but i was just making sure that i wasn't affected on us having fun and I assume it's a struggle as well because it's so easy to read comments here and there and it only takes one or two negative comments just yeah, yeah. to upset you in any on any kind of level. I assume all the professional players, they're, they're constantly being evaluated and scrutinized. They're mm-hmm, under a mm-hmm. microscope, aren't they? You make one mistake, a bit slow on a flick or on a shot, then there's a huge amount of pressure on yeah. professional players to perform at their best as expected all of the time and nothing else Mm -hmm. will will do if you're not satisfying the the mob so to speak then you get thrown under the bus yeah with that pressure i was never a like true victim of like just getting bombarded with these hate messages i always thought as a professional player maybe it's because i'm early into my career but i never got a lot of hate Uh, maybe there is always this minority of people Everyone will always get hate from this one random person or I don't know, 10, whatever, just spamming your Instagram or anywhere they can. I could see how it affects a lot of people. Uh, like from my former teams, I had teammates that for months, even years, they were just constantly getting bombarded with these hate messages wherever it was on HOTV, like private messages. And you can really see how before a game starts because of this continuous hate they get for months before a match how they feel how they slowly lose that confidence going into the game yeah just grinded away at their confidence yeah, yeah i know at least one player you've played with in the past who he would then start to raise a question mm-hmm. of his own confidence when playing and I, I suppose that's where it ends up doesn't it if people are questioning your ability to play in a team or even suggesting yeah. lineup changes just as a community yeah. kind of conversation even just those small things can just slowly wear down your confidence. So keeping that mental game on point is enormous. Have you worked with any sports psychologists yet at OG or is that something that's yet to be introduced to the CSGO team? We do have, we don't have a sports psychologist yet, but we do have Seb. Uh, Seb is a really, really intelligent person when it comes to just anything to do with psychology, just any problems that you have. 
And Seb, as I understand it, is from the Dota team. Yeah, he is. And he won the TI, I believe, twice now. Like, he's an experience. He's been in the scene for a long, long time. So as a person that's been in esports, been in my boots, and is able to talk with me and share about the things, it's really comfortable from a player's perspective. Even before uh, one of the tournaments in Blast, where he was able to come with us, or even the whole journey in OG, uh, since we started, he's been with us and he's been really talking with us about everything. So it all comes from like just talking about how we feel as the day starts. Nurturing the team, essentially. Yeah, so before, like the day on the official, we wake up, whatever we eat, we talk, and then we have 10 minutes of us just talking together in a circle. So how do we feel? And the most important thing for him, he feels is like being honest with your teammates because being honest with your team and having the sense of family where you can say anything, whatever you feel, which is the best. So we sit in a circle, we talk about how we feel. For example, on this day, you might feel tired uh, before an official. And you say to your teammates, guys, I feel tired. And it is our duty to make sure we help our teammates. We bring him energy. And that's a way that you can adapt, I guess, in a game. And that's a level that I've never heard from a professional player before. So that's a really interesting yeah. insight about how if you've got a player that's not feeling well, potentially got a flu or a cold yeah, or whatever yeah. it is, that's just going to hinder that peak level of performance that you would rather have or would have normally. Mm-hmm. Do you find that if you've had a player that said that morning or that day that they're not quite yeah. feeling 100%, is that something that you will then focus on when you're playing an official game or a qualifier or or even a, a live game is that something that you will take into the game in or, and then support that player? yeah so before a game it's like the most important part so making sure as a team and for that player that it doesn't matter we got you this sense of like whatever you have whatever we have we're going to go through this as a team Obviously, it is not a good idea to have this at the back of your mind when going into the official, like, okay, this person is not feeling 100% going into this game. And then you feel like, okay, you probably lose it. And then you're overthinking things, uh, things like these. But yeah, just making sure before a game, which is the most crucial part, uh, just throughout the day before your official is making sure that you give your teammates whatever he needs, what is necessary. And understanding him. Because if the person is not being honest with you, doesn't tell you what's happening, and he only tells you after the game, then what was the point telling us after the game when everything is done, right? Those are Yeah. No reason. So better to be honest before the game. That's for everyone, how they feel. And yeah, trying to help each other out. That's a really, really interesting side of the game that I don't think a lot of people will have had any kind of understanding of. And, you know, when you start to speak about that, you immediately, as as someone listening, just sort of go, "Well, well, yeah, that's obvious. But, you know, I can think of nearly every team that I've ever played in on a casual competitive level that's never something we've done or experienced so it's something that a lot of younger players who are in teams should really take on board and try to utilize Mm -hmm. the diet has an effect so we went through a phase didn't we of seeing a lot of pro players eating foods like bananas on stage (laughs) at live events and tournaments is diet something you're concerned about yeah so the person i am i don't know like it's weird but since i was a kid i never could eat things like sweets or just trash food in general i don't know why but every time i do eat those type of foods my stomach cannot take them so i always stuck to clean foods I know from experience, from talking to players, to people that eating just like any trash food, like your McDonald's, your cheeseburgers or whatever, you get affected a lot by it. 
I guess food that's not particularly healthy is, yeah. is going to just burn energy. But also, like, it's really correlated to your mind. So we, when you do eat that bad food, it plays a, a role into your mind where you feel, you just feel bad. And it, once again, you don't feel efficient, you don't feel focused just because of the food you're eating. When you're looking towards events, what kind of foods are you eating and what sort of times are you eating at relative to when you start practicing and playing? I never try eating food before an official. I always want some hours, even an hour before we go into official where I've eaten, I have an hour to rest. And it also depends on what type of food you eat. So if you eat those type of food where you're going to be for like hours, just, you know, your glucose levels, everything, <laughs> you're, you're, you feel like you're going blind, you can't focus, then obviously that's not the most optimal. Um, but yeah, just focusing on eating food that could not necessarily process quick, but food that can obviously make sure you are focused going to the game. Yeah, I mean, the best sort of understanding I have of that is I snowboard quite a lot. And, you know, at the beginning of the day, I tend to eat things like oats that are going to release energy slowly. So I feel fairly fueled up for at least throughout the morning. If your body feels comfortable, then I assume that, your you know, your mind can just follow that as well. Yeah, 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 100%. Like focus and being 100% there with your mind is essential. Once again, it might come down to the person you are because I know some people that have been eating these bad foods forever, right? And it's just (laughs) become the part of like who they are, but (laughs) and they're fine with it. But for me personally... Well, I can definitely think of of one mutual friend that you've played on a team with that somehow survived his whole life eating fast food. Yeah. (laughs) And despite all of that, he doesn't look like he's ever had a fast food meal in his life. Yeah, Yeah. But definitely everyone's different. But for me, certainly when I eat in the evening, things i have friends who will say you know brb i'm gonna eat and then mm-hmm. they're back 15 minutes later you know i like to eat and maybe watch a tv show or yep. something for a, almost an hour yep. before i sit back down and focus because i feel like my digestion and posture is going to be all be affected mm-hmm. you know if i'm if i'm trying to metabolize all that food at the same time yeah if we can take a step back and go to back towards Seb, uh-huh. obviously the Dota team are arguably the most successful yeah. sports team of all time, having won the back-to-back international events, which is, you know, mind-blowing. Uh-huh. They worked extensively with Mia Stelberg on the sports psychology. Do you think that a lot of that knowledge and experience that he's absorbed from those times at the international events and preparing for them has had an effect on your game? Or do you feel like representing someone like OG has expectations of the highest sort of caliber yeah so with og going into the organization we knew it is an organization which is not like the others in a sense that it is kind of like a family organization where it's not like professional professional as a work but it is as we're trying to improve each other through a long journey and trying to make it together as a family uh so i know with seb he's been i don't know how long in the scene but he's went through the ups and downs numerous times. And when you're able to go and talk to this person individually or as a team, a person who's went through so much experience, especially in gaming, it helps a lot. I, I, I can even explain how before my third tournament or something, I was able to sit down with him. Like we, we all would sit down individually with him and talk about anything with him that's concerning us. And uh, I did talk about with him just things that concern me on CS level, mental level. And because 
I knew he would probably have the answers to these questions since he's been in the gaming and esports and he's also a small person when it comes to mental problems. And yeah, yeah. it's been mind-blowing, especially talking with him. Obviously, we can't talk with him a lot now, like in real life because of the whole uh, quarantine thing and everyone's locked up in each country. But as soon as that thing fixes, yeah, that's a thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Tell me about the importance of having experience on the team. So, you know, when people look at raw stats and and take away experience from the equation, you could come up with several dream teams with players who are much less experienced than someone uh-huh. perhaps like NBK. Yeah. I remember being at multiplayer events in the UK, the Insomnia lands back in the Counter-Strike Source days where NBK was around. He's been really at the top of the game for the longest time, you know, that I can remember. Do you think that having his experience on the team helps your confidence on a mental side? And has he offered support? And what what does that look like? Yeah, so similar to the same concept of Seb, having this experienced player, you need this experienced player in the team because someone like MBK is a pitch perfect representation of an experienced player and a player who has been for everything because he has been i could say confidently he's been through everything he's been all through all these french team shuffles he's experienced everything when it comes to the highs and lows winning the major the highs and lows once again and in terms of counter-strike you kind of need that person because he's willing to take everything for the team he's willing to do everything for the team and he's also a person where he has the experience and he can tell you his opinion and his opinion is extremely valid because once again, he's been through everything and he knows a lot. So every time I do have problems, once again, if it's game related or just my, again, mental problems, it's someone I can just ask and talk to. And yeah, he has a good idea about it. What's one of the conversations if it's uh, if it's not too private with MBK and regarding your sort of mental confidence? Have you had any discussions with him? Not necessarily MBK, maybe a little bit, but mostly with Seb uh, individually and as a team. Yeah. So I I post because it's been I think a question for myself and a lot of people I've had experience with is a question where on one day you wake up and you feel confident you go into the game you don't think about anything you're playing your game essentially and you feel like you're just smashing all the teams the next day you didn't change anything nothing affected you in real life whatever it could be but you feel different you feel weird you don't feel on point and it's been this type because i am a rational person and every time i see things that affect me i always try to improve them but this was one of the things where it is a hard thing to fix and improve and understand as well so as soon as I got the yeah. opportunity to talk with Seb about it, that's the first thing I questioned. What did that advice look like? Yeah, so he said uh, 100%, like he said, and I was grateful for it because he said, yeah, he still has it. A lot of people still have it. And it just comes through experience. It all comes down to experience and just making sure you're relaxed and your energy levels are the same. Obviously, it's so easy to say, just stay relaxed. But controlling your your mind to a sense where you're relaxed and you don't think about it, essentially. Yeah. But, but it, it's just experience those downs and lows where you just know, like, okay, now I'm feeling this way. It's okay. It's whatever. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to be honest with my teammates, whatever it could be. But yeah, just experience through that. And even right now, just acknowledging that you're, something's different today. 
acknowledge it, not panicking and just adapting to it and just staying focused, I would say. Because even right now, before games, like I said, I know like today, I feel a little bit weird, but it doesn't like make me panic or I acknowledge the fact that, okay, I'm feeling a little bit different, but I'm not going to let it affect me as much as before, I would say. Yeah. I know personally from doing the face it grind, like so many people Mm do, we have those days where we don't play really well. If you're having one of those days, do you like to sort of take a little break for an hour or do you just stop playing or is it something that you just play through? Yeah. Yeah. So everyone is going to have those days where you're not performing or something is going wrong. It's just being able to understand understand the problem and not let it affect you in a way because it is there's a lot of stages to it. So for example, you're playing, you see that today is not your day, you're not performing. And then it escalates like a domino effect where you start getting tilted, you start getting mad, right? And more and more, more things come along. And then essentially you get really, really affected to it and you there's a huge impact on your game and it essentially because uh, you you might lose because of it. So when you're having those days, I've realized as well, when I have those days when I'm performing, once again, I I take it lightly in a sense that I'm not trying to think about it. I'm just going to go along with it and try my hardest, but I will try my hardest not to think about the issue. I'll be like, okay, I yeah. died. Obviously, it's so easy to say some people have it harder. Imagine you die at the first thing, like you won't say to yourself, okay, I just died. It's fine. No, you're probably going to rage. You're mad, right? Yeah, yeah. But once again, it's like going through the experience of like, okay, just keep it calm onto the next round, just round by round, you know? I guess it's it's a little bit cliche, but it's back to the old, uh, you know, just try to have fun. Yeah. And I yeah. guess, you know, try, uh, what that really means is try to stay as relaxed as possible and not let something that's gone wrong in one round over affect you to the point that you know you're taking that negativity mm-hmm. on board two or three rounds later. Yeah, just round by round, another round, new, new yeah. round. In the world that we're in now with Counter-Strike and where it's kind of grown to, you've got the textbook entry into a professional team now, haven't you? You've grinded through the casual competitive. You've then grinded through the competitive tiers. You've done the ESL Meisterschaft in Germany. And then you got to the top of that. And then you've had your entrance then into tier one professional Counter-Strike. What sort of advice would you give to a player who's doing the sort of daily basic grind? And is it that kind of beginning of that journey? Yeah, so I would say for me personally, what helped me a lot is having patience and taking things slowly in a sense, having mini goals. So obviously everyone wants to compete in a major, win the major, right? But that's such a huge goal. It's so far away rationally that you need to take things slowly and not rush into things. You could say through my career so far, it's been little stages, little stages here and there. And I've been slowly progressing to where I am right now. And it's because of patience. And I didn't uh, let people rush me into things when I did have the opportunity. I knew I had to take things slow. I knew when it was the time for me to go to transition to the next stage or when it wasn't the time. I remember a time when I was 17 that they told me to go to America to a team, to leave everything, like leave my studies. That was before I even finished my bachelor's. But I knew that wasn't a good idea. It was a risky idea, but I knew it wasn't a good idea. And I knew if I took things slowly, patiently, I thought about things rationally, I knew I would get to the stage where I am right now without taking the yeah. risks. And yeah. If you try and take those shortcuts, it it's going to yeah. negatively yeah. impact your your progression, essentially. Yeah. 
you talk about having patience. That doesn't just end with yourself, does it? You know, that also extends to the players that you're Mm -hmm. playing with, the team that you're in. You know, we see a lot of younger teams or teams that play at uh, competitively but at lower levels will constantly have roster changes and constantly players will jump from team to team. Do you think that having that patience with the team is also incredibly important to the success that you've yeah, had? Yeah, so I would say having patience, but also, uh, once again, having this sense of family in the team with people that you can trust. One thing in my career so far, which which has been crucial, is having people around you you can trust in a team. So I can say people uh, like Dude, for example. If I didn't have this relationship with Dude, um, what, I don't know what could have, ha- have happened. Uh, but having people around you that you can trust, especially when you have in your team five people that you can trust, doesn't matter how good they are, but if you're willing to work with each other and go to the next stage, having this family unit, it can go really a long way. I know a lot of, it's a huge problem in tier two, tier three CS where you can, you can see that people, they are in teams, but it is not a team where everyone is trying to individually get to the next stage and they don't fully trust each other everyone's just trying, trying to make it to this next stage so if there's an opportunity to throw someone under the bus or just leave the team straight away they would do it right yeah yeah and that's something we see all the time isn't it especially at the lower levels mm-hmm. is if someone thinks grass is greener on the other side yeah. then there's almost no hes- hesitation yeah. in accepting that opportunity but yeah i think you're right i think you know from what i understand from talking to dude we always knew that you had something more mm-hmm. i can imagine when games don't go as expected or you pick up a loss yeah when you're individually one of the high performing or most highly performing player on the team it's almost very easy to fall into that trap of thinking well, I'll be better off playing in a team where everyone's my level. Yeah, it, it is. Like, just because of my friends, my teammates, I always knew that uh, I have a high skill in the game. But uh, the person I am, I never I never use that to lower someone down or think, like, I shouldn't be here, I should be somewhere else. Um, once again, I took things patiently, and I knew if I stuck to being myself and the way I am... Um, I would go far because, for example, let's say I was a good player, but having the same force, like you just said, I could be better and being toxic in, yeah. in the same manner. So like being a good player, being toxic, and then I probably, let's say, I wouldn't develop the relationship I could have with my coach, NK, former coach. And he would have showed others that I am toxic and he would have never referred me to MBK, right? Yeah. So I always, always uh, wanted for me individually to always be nice to people and honest with people as well. Just always being friendly with people because I always know like karma or something could hit you in the back, you know? Yeah. You know, I know that you've always had nice people around you. You know, dude's a really nice guy. You know, one of your best friends, Ryu, is, you know, also really chilled, really nice guy. And I always felt out of my depth, though I still do, you know, if we have a mix together, but I've never felt under pressure to perform. And even if we lose, I don't, you know, I don't feel like when we play, someone's going to go, you know, oh, Matt, you don't, you're the reason we've just lost 50 ELO or something. Yeah, I never, like, because for me, 
it, it really doesn't matter when we're pugging. We're, we're just having fun, essentially. Uh, and you, we're having fun with a group of friends, right? It's not like you're playing in a mix with people you don't yeah. know. It's just whatever. Like, that's why I always tell... That's why I love pugging with my friends, with people I know uh, on TeamSpeak. Uh, because there isn't, there's nothing you can, like, you don't have to show anything, you know? You're just having fun, you're playing comfortable. And it's a way to unwind while enjoying Counter-Strike. Yeah, exactly. And it's not yep. just your yep. job. I know that over the last few years, Dude's been really instrumental in your player development, as mm-hmm. he? I think he's an analyst now. At, yeah. Analyst, yep. And we always knew that you had the high skill. Mm-hmm. Potentially, it was the game sense that wasn't quite on the same level as your mechanical ability to get kills and i know that dude was probably very instrumental in helping analyze your gameplay in a way that you were able to receive that feedback in a positive way rather than a negative way yeah so at the early stage of my career i would say that you can see even in today's tier one cs where some players perform well mechanically but when it comes to the game sense aspect that it's really low and doesn't help them. So if the mechanical skill doesn't help them on a day, then they are hopeless, right? What dude and everyone that's been in my CS career so far has helped me tremendously in that aspect. Because what dude explained, what Alexi explained is, you have those off days, which we spoke about before, where you don't perform. And especially in my role, which I have right now as an AWP, if I'm not hitting my shots, I can always fall back to the positions just because of my game sense where I can hit the easiest shots ever, not because of my mechanical skill, because of the position in which I am in at the time, just because of my experience and my game sense, which everyone, like my former coaches, dude, always stressed about was, yeah, just having that backup plan when something is not going your way mechanically where you can outplay people just through your own game sense and through game experience. Yeah. I think I remember dude saying at one point, to win a round of CS, you only have to kill one person. Yeah, you just kill five people and you win the, <laughs> like the round. It's, uh, it's like saying, you know, when you're watching football and there's a, a commentator saying, all he has to do is put it in the net. And you're going, well, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. It, it's, <laughs> it's such a simple way to look at things. And I think that potentially sometimes things get overcomplicated and in CS Mm -hmm. just having that basic understanding that you can then evolve into a a higher level of game sense is is really fundamental to player success. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you want to add regarding health and performance and the crossover between the two? So I would stress a lot on the topic of having a mental health because I feel like we are early into, especially in Counter-Strike early into the aspect of focusing on your mental health. But from my like years right now in CS, I could see that a lot of people have these problems. They don't acknowledge it, but a lot of, a lot of pros have this problem. And you could see it like, I stress it a lot where you could have two hours past two weeks in Counter-Strike, but once again, you're having fun and you're not stressing out, you're having confidence and you can completely wreck a person that's been grinding these two weeks or months to play against you and, and you win against them. It can almost negatively impact you. Yeah, exactly. If you're overplaying. Yeah. So making sure you balance things like these where you are mentally clear in your mind, where you are confident, you you don't let anything else impact you. And yeah, just staying, staying positive in a way. So that's why I would think like having these psychologists and having these people around you in teams to 1CS or any other 
here it's really really important yeah and what's just to sort of conclude the the podcast then what would be four or five must do's to you know make simple changes to affect your mental state of mind so i would say first tip is not lying to yourself and acknowledging the fact that you might have something number two is talking about it with someone like at the first stage it, it shouldn't be like like a psychologist it can be anyone it can be a friend it could be your family member just talking about it and acknowledging that you have a problem number three is working on it so whatever problem you have and you can work on it in numerous ways there's for each person there's a different thing that works for some people it could be meditation for some people it could be just simple talking or acknowledging with the person and trying to work it on your own basis so you could go going to the gym going to the park having a walk it's it's a hundred percent most important where if you're not there mentally and just you're continuing to be on the computer completely messing about your sleeping schedule and just again it escalates the domino effect into other things it's not the best solution once again just having a good good diet and having a environment where you feel confident and you feel good I could say it could come down to having a clean desk, having a clean room, having good smell in your room yeah. even. I'm definitely one of those people who has to have a, a tidy environment. Yeah, yeah. Because I know that it's not tidy in the back of my mind, even if I can't see it because I'm staring at the screen. Yeah. I know that it's there. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 100% true. You should always... I, it could be like anything that you do. Uh, like once, once, once again, it's like an individual thing that... Uh, could help you for me this helps for this person another person it could not help so you have to just figure out what helps you and really looking at uh, what you have rationally and just speaking about with someone else whether it's your friend your family or even going to a psychologist and see what could help you in the long run brilliant did we hit all five there maybe four four what could i say number five friendships i guess was the the, the other thing you were stressing friendships trust and i'm also maybe would say having a routine People that are successful in anything that doesn't have to be sports, just jobs, usually have a routine. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. And wishing you all the success I possibly can. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure.